looking to accelerate your acting career, to stand out from the pack, join host Frank Fawcett as we ignite your acting career. Hey, Ignite Your Acting Career listeners. Do you want to ignite your acting career and take it to the next level and also support this podcast at the same time? Well, become a patron on Patreon. You can either become a supporter of the show or you can join our monthly discussions about acting. Get your acting questions answered all the way up to one-on-one individualized information from me. Frank Fawcett, host of the Ignite Your Acting Career podcast. Get your questions answered on Patreon. So join now. It's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Boom. We are live. Live. Come on in here. Come on in here. Fawcett Media back with another video. How y'all doing out there? How y'all doing? Good? Glad to see you. Glad to see you. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Come on in. Come on in. Welcome. Welcome. We're going to be talking about Genius, Kanye West Trilogy, only on Netflix right now. Movie was the talk of the town during uh, festivals. Uh, I think this year's festival did really well. They had a very successful screening out here in Los Angeles. Uh, if you don't know, I'm in Los Angeles. If you don't know who I am, I'm Fawcett Media, Frank Fawcett, a.k.a. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to try to dissect it, man, because I feel like Genius might low-key be one of the best documentary-style rise to greatness stories that we've ever seen. Of course, Kanye West is in the news for some other things. (laughs) We're not not going to hold him. (laughs) He's got some other stuff going on, too, after the release of the uh, Easy video with the game, which is an amazing song. And I just hate that it had to be kind of mired in all this controversy based on what he did with some claymation and simulation of uh, kidnapping Pete or Skeet. Davidson <laughs> from SNL. Uh, Kanye feels some kind of way about Pete Davidson. Let's just be honest, you know what I mean. But but let that not take away from the genius of this documentary, the genius of Kanye West genius. Welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome. Come on in here. Come on in here. Let's get comfortable. Let's let's uh let's do this, man. We here for the ride. Anyway, this is the. These are some images from the film Genius. Uh, it debuted in three parts three weeks ago. Um, final part was uh, played on Wednesday of this this week, and uh, yeah, man, just a really inspiring documentary that talks about the the grind of this media career that we're in. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye against the odds, or Yay as he likes to be called now. Uh, was able to really rise to this status of what he's saying. I'm going to use his words. He's a $6 billion man. You know what I'm saying? Like, give it up for that. $6 billion. That's the wrong sound. Finish him. <laughs> I think I got rid of him. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, $6 billion in value. Worth and honestly, with the success of the Yeezy brand, like, of course, like that's very possible. When you get into physical products, um, like that type of thing happens. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's that's something that's missing in our community, especially as 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 black entertainers. We don't necessarily get to monetize in that way. We don't get to figure out what what is on the other side of being the paid entertainer or being the successful entertainer. And a lot of times, you know, it leaves our entertainers in a really bad place when they get up in years, when they can't be out there pushing, pushing their, uh, their craft, you know? So a lot of times um, we don't get to see this side of the story, but Kanye, 
Kanye was a genius in hiring his man. Well, not even hiring, but for Cootie, Cootie actually, uh, Cootie Simmons, I believe. Uh, I met him a couple times years ago, years ago. Very cool brother. But we all knew that he was following Kanye from the almost day one. As soon as he stepped foot out of Chicago, Cootie was with him. And in the first episode, you see that uh, Kanye got an early break doing beats for uh, Mace and Harlem World. Give it up for Mace and Harlem World. <laughs> like, because it's funny, because you almost forget this is a Kanye documentary, that very first clip, because it's them in the club and, you know, they're chilling and, you know, having a good time talking, talking, they talk about, you know, we, yeah, we Harlem World, we out here, we out here. And he panned to the right. Cootie pants to the right. And he said, and then there's my man from Chicago. Give it up for Kanye West. And like Kanye's like standing there kind of dressed like Harlem World circa 1998. You know what I'm saying? With the glasses on. I don't know if those are Cartier frames or what. But, you know, he was he was trying to be fly for that era. But it was funny because he was like brand new. And so these dudes are really like extroverted they out there with the conversation you know they could put their they could put their wares on display you know what i'm saying and uh you know because Harlem world was a big deal back then mace was pushing them to be the next big thing and uh yeah it just it just was refreshing to see kanye hasn't always been kanye you know what i'm saying like there's a lot of people who step into the build in the business and they are one thing and there's no replacing what they are. But Kanye, given the circumstances of how he came into the industry under the guise of being a record producer, because he taught himself how to do beats, but he taught himself how to do beats because he wanted he wanted to be a rapper, right? Give it up for him. Give it up for him. Yeah, man. You got to know what you want to be in this business. And if I can get personal for a second, that's exactly my path too. Like I've had to learn every skill in the game to facilitate my acting career because I know I'm a dope actor, but I'm just not getting the opportunities out here. And Kanye was in the exact same position coming from Chicago, which is a, at the time wasn't really uh, getting a lot of mainstream artists out of Chicago. And he had to have something to sell. And that's kind of a phase that I'm in right now where it's just like you got to independently put yourself on a specific level before they'll give you a shot. Kanye knew, okay, I got a gift. I can figure out how to make beats. I've taught myself how to make beats. Uh, The famous line that I always quote ever since I've heard it, Lock yourself in a basement doing five beats a day for three summers. That's a different world like Cree Summers. I deserve to do these numbers. The kid that did that deserved that made back so many records in my basement. I'm just waiting on my spaceship. I'll be. Yeah, that one. That one. That's a line to live by. That talks about the hustle. Because he starts that, that phrase off. You can't catch my hustle. You can't match my hustle. You can't fathom my love, dude. Vice versa. But basically, it talks about the drive and the desire that it takes and not being content because I have to say I've been guilty of being content. You be content in a place where you know you're better than it. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Dog. (laughs) Give me a second here. I don't know what's going on in my building, but (laughs) excuse me. Um, Yeah, you just get into a place of hustling. You get in a place of desire and you you, you have to put it out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like the same thing that pushes me to put out these YouTube videos constantly. You know what I'm saying? That that hunger, you know, even though I gave myself the day off yesterday, (laughs) if you didn't notice but I've still been putting up stuff. Hey, we're building JT. What's happening? What's happening? Welcome. And thank you. Thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for supporting Fawcett Media. Yes. 
Um, yeah, just just that we gotta start talking about what it takes to actually be successful in in anything. You know, what I mean, especially in an entertainment pursuit. You know, what I mean, because so many times there's gonna be millions of people telling you no. They're gonna be telling you you suck. They're gonna be telling you, oh well, you're the greatest producer rapper, which uh, in one of the episodes, Big Face Gary, who's a legend in like Rockefeller lore. He's like one of those behind the scenes people who actually, um, you know, he, he's actually really important in the Rockefeller story. Uh, he says, yeah, this is Kanye West. So he thought he was giving him a Kanye, uh, a compliment. He was like, it's Kanye West, man. They own a PD crack video shoot and Kanye hasn't gotten a release date. I think this is episode two. And big face Gary says, oh man, he like, this is the, Best, the greatest producer rapper out here. Kanye says, "I." He corrects him in that moment. As as somebody who doesn't have an album out, he stops somebody who's actually in the industry at Rockefeller, at his parent company, and corrects them. He says, "No, I'm not a producer rapper. I'm a rapper. I'm a rapper rapper, and get it right. You know what I'm saying, like." So many times we have to correct people about how to address us. You know what I'm saying? Like last episode I was on here, I was like, some some of y'all got me messed up. Some of y'all don't know exactly who I am and what my potential is. But I'm going to show you. I'm going to show, not tell. You know what I mean? Like most of the time, you know, Kanye is very good about this. And this is something you can learn from Kanye is how to display your wares and how to put yourself out there in a place where you can, you can start getting that, that real, that real, those real results. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the most important thing is getting results. How many times do we have people saying they want to do something? You know what I mean? Like I, I think back to when a friend of mine wanted to do a movie, she was the, she wasn't the only person that was trying to do a movie. Everybody their mama wanted to do an independent movie. But something in the way that she started talking about that made me believe it was real. And you know what happened? People got behind her because they saw how serious she was, how how her dogged determination. She had a script. She had gotten finance and she was finding different ways to put it together. And she was going to make this thing happen. And I saw that somebody who worked with her. And I was like, I can't do nothing but respect that. I'm helping you however however you need me to help you. And I ended up being a producer on that film. Ended up uh, helping with the cutting the script, cutting the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did so many things for her. And I think we need to get to a place, and this may be part of my financial channel eventually when I get to, get to a place where I feel comfortable just sharing that type of information. Uh, it's like you got to get to a place where you can get in kind favors, where you can start something without any money. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of people feel like they need the money and then they can move, but you need people to help you facilitate your dream. You don't necessarily need money. And that's what I learned in that moment. So we didn't have a whole bunch of money, you know, it was 2006, but it was like almost impossible to think of because I think about it now and I'm like, you know, I, I kind of wish that we had kind of put things together and we were able to uh, to really do this in a large way because we beat Tyler Perry out of the gate. We had the same type of fare, uh, not necessarily religious based or Medea based, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we had a film that was specifically targeting the same audience and we put it together on just about nothing. And so I think that that alone is an indication on what we need to do going forward is we need to stop listening to the gatekeepers. We need to stop everything to make a movie in my particular case, I'm going to use me as an example is in my hands. I mean, I got this camera here. I got audio equipment. I got, Lights, pretty much everything is there. I've got, I've even got scripts that I wrote that I haven't shot. And for some reason, there's something that mentally blocks you thinking, oh, well, I can't put it together. 
I, at a certain point, I'm just going to be like, hey, it's, I'm casting everybody. What's up? You want to be in a movie? You're in the Los Angeles area. Get yourself here. We going to shoot a movie. Because it's time, you know? And then the, the big hurdle was distribution always. And that's kind of what Kanye's talking about in distribution, you know? Getting to a Rockefeller at that time was very important. But Kanye in this era is a different person. You know what I mean? Like, you still got that same personality, right? But you can put the beat together. You can rap on the beat in your house and put it up on iTunes, Spotify, and everything else and be in the game. Kanye didn't have that. And I'll talk about that, too. Because the story takes off, like I said, 98 and then it fast forwards to 2002, which is hilarious because I think why it kind of touches me because the story is emotional too. like story touches me because I was there in 2002. I was in my second year of grad school at NYU. And, um, you know, like that, the energy that was buzzing in New York at that time, like is unique because it's not like. New York was in the 70s or 80s, you know, that was a different kind of energy. This is kind of a different New York that had this like drive and all of us people coming from all over the place. I was coming from Maryland and Virginia, Kanye coming from Chicago. You saw like, who else in that video? Uh, Well, most deaf is from New York, (laughs) most deaf and Talib. But all these people, we were all in this 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 cauldron. Because I remember going up to Washington Square Park and they'd be in there freestyling. Most Def was in those ciphers, you know what I'm saying? I think he had a deal at that point at Rockets. But, you know, then you get a Kanye West who, like, like me, <laughs> couldn't afford a place in New York. So he's living in New Jersey. <laughs> you know, he was further out than I was. I was out in Jersey City. Uh, me and my boy uh, Pete Townsend, my, my college roommate, actually decided he wanted to be in New York, too, because we were all going after theater. And so I, I was just going to school every day and he was he was going after it for real. You know, what I mean, so, you know, that's kind of the, the energy that was. It was palpable then, like even the radio was different then. like the radio was like powerful, man. You had like. People like Wendy Williams and Star was still active and Angie Martinez and like New York, just the energy, just the later landscape of what Kanye walked into. And Jay-Z is at the pinnacle of Jay-Z, I believe. Well, which I don't know if it is the pinnacle of Jay-Z, but it's it's a height of Jay-Z that he had kind of taken over the crown of New York City after that. And Kanye's a big part of the reason because he produced what we've come to find out is a majority of the beats on um, the blueprint, the first blueprint, which we all know came out on September, uh, September 11th, 2001, which was my second day of school. And so like just that incident too, like it was something about the hunger after September 11th too. Cause like we all witnessed this real group traumatic event and like, now we're just, I mean, I remember people who are successful actors now asking if they should go go off and join the military, you know, and support the country, the effort. Of course they didn't, you know, <laughs> and they, they decided like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to do what I was doing the whole time. But people were thinking like, is this art even important right now? What if Kanye gave up after that? Of course, he comes into a New York post-September 11th. But, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like... And so, you know, I have a family member that uh, a cousin who always is like, you know, you've always known what you wanted to do. And there's nobody telling you no, no, nobody's negative criticism of what it is you do or, you know, level of success is stopping you. You've always known. And she's like, that's admirable, you know, like that you are that stubborn. And let me tell you, there's days where you just fuck this shit I'm out you know what I mean like but that's part of the the run and you don't think Kanye had that when he's running up in these uh they show him going up in the Rockefeller once he finally you know starts doing beats for Rockefeller and he's getting some recognition he starts going into the office and playing what will become the college dropout for people like 
records from a classic album. Like, give it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus Walks. And, um, and you know, like, all these great songs that came off that first project. You know, people always talk about it, too. They're like, you know, the reason why people's first projects are usually their best projects is because they've had their whole life to complete that project. Everything from birth all the way up to that release is uh has given them has informed that album you know what i mean so kanye comes in there and i remember this because i've always i've had that last song on um on i think it's college drop out the last call on repeat sometimes just to listen to the story because basically this is the story of last call you know what i mean like and I'm surprised they don't show that in the documentary, like the making of Last Call, because he has everybody who is a character in the story come in and do a little piece about how they felt about Kanye. You got Jay-Z in there, Dame Dash. You got the record executives. You got the A&Rs. You got all these people, uh, people at Capitol Records that were interested in him. And they're like, you know. You know, but he still wasn't getting signed. He wasn't getting signed as a rapper, which is what he desired, you know. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a very, very inspirational tale. And I, I, I suggest you all go check it out. But anyway, um, yeah, man. So, um, but yeah, let me go into Cootie. Cootie actually um, gives up his career as a stand-up. Gives up is is kind of what it is but he had something going right this guy had done like i think comic view he did a comic view or two he did a couple little shows where he he was able to um kind of get a name for himself you know where he was getting locally recognized and stuff but he also had this thing he called channel zero channel zero was his own independent effort in trying to figure out how to get himself out there doing sketches, interviews with rappers and stuff, but something about meeting Kanye West. And like Kanye's name was ringing in Chicago. They were like, yo, there's this kid who's like 14, 15, who does beats. And like, he's he's the hottest thing in the city right now. When you can see what Cootie saw in Kanye, the rest is history, you know what I'm saying? Now, this movie took him over 20 years to make. You understand? And, like, through everything, through beef with Kanye, or I'm going to say beef, disagreements, falling in and out, people having lives. Like, Cootie shows that, you know, he had a daughter at a certain point. I think around the same time, Kanye had a... Oh, no, no, he had his daughter before Kanye. But, like, that, even that... And rekindling, it shows you that you can get through just about anything. Cause he saw Kanye kind of go through that 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 transition of of fame. You know what I'm saying? Cause let's let's just say Kanye's not the good guy, you know, hundred percent of this movie. There's a particular moment where Cootie runs into him in LA. And yeah, you can tell exactly what moment it is by the way Ye's dressed, right? Got the glasses on, the millionaire frames, you know. And he's uh he it's it's the um the graduation era. And so yeah, what up, Sir Ism, Sir Ism, what's good? What's good? Peace to you, peace to you. Yeah, and you can tell it's the it's that era of graduation, the graduation album. And Cootie comes up with the camera as he does. This time he's in the shot and he brings he's talking to Kanye. Kanye's drunk off his ass, which has a lot to do with it. Kanye forgets. He calls him somebody else's name. He calls him Chike, who's the other director of this film. Let me not forget Chike. Chike is important to this story, too. Um, but with Cootie actually shooting and being in the movie as a character, you know what I mean? As a character, uh, he becomes the more important director, if it were, as it were. And um but yeah, so so Cootie is there. Now, Cootie has directed the Through the Wire video. He's directed an alternate version of Jesus Walks. Like, he's been there from day one. Plus, he's been shooting Kanye's life day to day in the studio with him. Legendary moments. Moments with um, everybody that was in the first, the cast of characters in the first album, D-Ray, uh, John Legend, all these people that we've gotten, 
begun to know um, Kanye's managers that come through, uh, like uh, Don C, all these, like I said, these cast of characters, including Jay-Z and Pharrell and, and Scarface and all these big rappers that Kanye eventually ends up interacting with or walking by or playing music for or doing a beat for him. You know what I'm saying? And so Cootie and Kanye are like kind of arm in arm at a party or whatever. Kanye's drunk. And he calls him. He's like, yeah, Chike. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he keeps doing that. He keeps doing that. Kanye, uh, you can see Cootie getting pissed, more and more pissed. And I know what Cootie said. Oh, yeah. He said, yeah, well, he said, you keep saying that I'm going to have to violate you. <laughs> we're going to have to violate you. You hear a dude from Chicago say, we about, I'm about to violate you. It's, it's, it's a whole nother thing. It's a whole nother thing, man. And Cootie, you know what I'm saying? He's a nice guy, but he's he from Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Give him his props. You know what I'm saying? So he wasn't playing with Kanye. And uh, it's hard to 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 really grasp the, the the relationship dynamics when you got somebody who is their star is rising. You know what I mean? Their star has gotten to a place where it's undeniable. You know, because sometimes you feel like that person can do without you. You know, people in my life that have gone off to 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 success, like it's hard to get in contact with them. You know, it gets harder. You have to make an effort. And I'm bad at that. I'm honestly bad at that because I, I feel like I should be the one popping. You know, give it up for me. <laughs> I'm definitely the one popping in the scenario. But I, I'm not, I've never been a hater. You know what I'm saying? I'm always appreciative and congratulatory when I see them. But I know my time is coming. So I'm always looking at it like at a peer peer level. You know what I'm saying? And... um. But yeah, like I said, there's 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 something about Kanye's being in this place of displeasure for so long. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's something like you start to see what it takes, what really fueled Kanye to this the successful level, right? And Kanye actually, I don't know if they ever really made it up and apologized. But after that, Cootie said he didn't see Kanye for six years. <laughs> so Cootie was not playing with Kanye. But yeah, sometimes just like you need that extra. Anyway, back to the good stuff that Kanye does. You need that chip on your shoulder sometimes. Sometimes if you get things too easily handed to you or you're, you're, you're everywhere, everybody's darling, like you don't ever build any type of... Um, Thick skin, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, let me drop the link for y'all, too, because um, I definitely want y'all to join the discussion if you so inclined. Once again, this is Fawcett Media. I am your host, Frank Fawcett, and uh, I'm talking about Genius, the Kanye West documentary on Netflix, the brilliant doc- documentary. Um, done by Cootie Simmons and Chike. I forgot Chike's last name, but um, yeah, it's streaming now in three parts. You can watch all three parts right now on Netflix. Just watch them down. It's brilliant. I, I don't know how many hours it is. It might be about seven hours total, but it's 20 years of footage. And it's basically like there's parts of the Through the Wire video, which is the first piece that Cootie actually directs for Kanye. Cootie directs and Chike actually uh, edits, which is kind of cool. It's like a you know beginning and end story. But um, yeah, that Through the Wire, like I've seen that. There are iconic shots of him talking to his mother. I'm going to talk about that too. Him talking to... Um, Pharrell and Jay-Z and all these people that we've seen for years, him talking to a homeless woman in Chicago that's asking for change, like even seeing that and enacted, like as a Kanye fan, like that, it, it was, it hit me emotionally, you know what I'm saying? And then, like I said, all that New York stuff, like really, I was like, I was, I was right there. I was in that exact same place commuting from damn New Jersey 
every damn day. And I'm telling you, them are the slowest fucking trains. The fucking pad train is the worst train known to man. <laughs> Especially, don't get caught on a weekend in New York City and be trying to get to your your, your place in uh, Jersey City or Newark. Now, I hope they've, they've fixed that by now, but as far as I know, that shit was terrible. That shit was... <laughs> that shit was such a waste of time. You'd be sitting on that platform for two and three hours, about to fall asleep, half drunk. Can't figure out. You got to go all the way to, uh, what was that? It was, I had to overshoot my stop because my stop, they didn't stop there at night <laughs> directly. The line that went there directly, like literally like turned off at like eight or eight or nine o'clock. So I would be sitting on the platform like, I have this dream. I have to continue on this path. I'm paying for the privilege of cheaper rent to have to sit here. Cause if I was at, if I was on the regular subway line, I'd have been home by now. <laughs> and you just sitting there and you're like, what is going on in my life? <laughs> Forget partying and stuff. Cause in my program, you, you really couldn't do much of anything else. Like, I mean, like we were there from 9 a.m getting out sometimes at 10 p.m. because you had played, you had to do a play rehearsal at the in the evening. So like you said, like I'm saying, like this is the Kanye Kanyeezy five beats a day for three summers. That's a different world, like Cree Summers. You know what I'm saying? That 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 was what I was living at that time period. And like you realize it's just like the reps. You got to do the reps. And that that statement, somebody else, another streamer brought it up. That statement, that that lyric is really what it takes. And how many people are actually willing to do the five beats a day for three summers? How many people just want to be successful? Oh, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to get rich quick in 90 days. No, are you willing? Are you willing to wait 15 years? Are you willing to wait 15 years for your shot? Are you willing to wait three years like Kanye said he did? And not a lot of people are. Shit, are you willing to wait 20 years before somebody taps you on the shoulder like Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman was well into his 40s before he really got a look. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the truth of the entertainment industry, man. That's the entertainment industry. Rebuilding JT says, yeah, right. That's extreme, but that's what's necessary. That's a fact, man. No, it, it's true because, you know, and, and, you know, like, it's funny because now we're in the age of flashing and, and flicking, you know, we, we out here trying to show our jewels and our lifestyle online to fake it till you make it. But, the realistic thing is when you're in the entertainment industry and you just are grinding it out, there ain't no room for, for showing off. There ain't no time to show off because you really are after it. Now, some people will argue now that this showing off part of it is part of the, the image of what it takes to get on. Because, yes, there are people who, you know, in auditions are asking you how many. Well, they can't ask in auditions, but. Subtle ways they're trying to figure out how many how many followers you got before they give you an opportunity to even audition for the role or or to get the role. You know what I mean? Now it's not a one to one thing. Like you're not going to be ruled out if you don't have a big following online, but it helps. It's like all right, you're able to bring an audience automatically, so you're more valuable than this dude that doesn't have anything. And what does it take to get on on Instagram or? Snapchat or Twitter or YouTube, it kind of takes showing something and putting that effort forth before. You know what I mean? So, yeah, some people would argue that's part of the business now. That's part of what it takes to make it. So, hey, Kanye is the one to do it because he was dressing back then. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. Kanye was already already doing the, the social media game before social media really took off. You know? I'm trying to think. We didn't even have MySpace back then. Think about that. No Facebook, no Twitter, no MySpace. And you're trying to not only reach celebrities, 
so you can work with them, but you're trying to also get yourself on. Like it's a whole nother world. And so when you think about that grind that it takes, like he was doing his beats, he was sending them to people. You you constantly you gotta get the word out. No other way to get a word out back then, because I don't think you could even it was hard. You were hard pressed to send a beat virtually. You had to send them a tape of beats or you had to go around to people and play CDs for them. Or because I've seen that process and that shit is that shit was grueling. I'm so glad those days are over. You know, I'm not in the music industry like that, but you know, just knowing the struggle of my friends that had to do that. Or like, yo, I produced this beat, this beat, this beat. You play all these beats. You pull out a whole, well, you remember those big wallets where had the, the CDs, you can slot them in. You can sleep four per page and then flip it over four more. Yeah, I seen a dude with a thing like this of beats. We were going around LA, going to all these studios, playing beats for people. Man, that, that shit will break a strong man's spirit. And you're talking about somebody who, like Kanye West, was not the typical rapper. And here he is trying to do something. Like, post-Drake, almost anybody can be a rapper, personality-wise. I'm not, that takes nothing away from Drake's skill. But personality-wise, and I think Kanye was a precursor to that. Because, first off, he's going to name himself his real name. He's Kanye West. And he come out... Snoop Doggy Dog, he can come out with Jay-Z or Scarface, you know, or, or, or Nas. Well, Nas is Nas's real name, but there was no moniker there. So Kanye kind of builds a mold for people who want to be themselves. You know what I'm saying? That's like, that's a new paradigm. And then, then for him not to be the most popular dude, too, like he's also being himself and not being a drug dealer, a shooter, you know what I mean? He's none of those things. And he's trying to fit himself into an industry that's representing all of those things. And so, like, it was funny because, like, there's a moment, like I said, where he's at the video shoot. Petey Crack is getting the labels whole. He got a crack in his name, right? Petey Crack is getting all the labels' attention because I remember the Petey Crack moment. One for Petey Crack and two for free. You know, that that era where you're going to talk about the gun go ring. Kanye's walking into that like, mess with me. I'm a better deal than Petey Crack. Now, Kanye got his beats going for him, which they were thinking, oh, well, that's the only good thing he got going for him. But Kanye versus the Mac go ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does Rebuilding say? Uh, that's a good point because you want to be known as Kanye West, not just Kanye. That's right. Because Kanye West is his government. And like nobody was doing that. I thought it was weird when he did that. I was like, damn. Like, he put his whole government name out there as the rapper, like as an artist. I was like, this is new. This is new. So, you know. Kanye broke so many molds. Like he said, I want to be the best dress rapper too. How much has that paid off for him? Being the best dressed rapper, um, like has made has defined Kanye. He's like, yo, I want to be the best dressed rapper. Now it's arguable if he's the best dressed or not, but he's monetized being an expert in dressing and designing clothes and sneakers. Let's give it up for the Yeezy brand. Yeezy, man. And then the third part, we talk about Yeezys. Um, we talk about, you know, he was going to interviews. He was at the breakfast club. There's a clip that surfaced of him and Charlemagne. They're like, Charlemagne's like, we love your music. We love your music so much. Why would you, why would you want to put these clothes out there? Nobody's thinking about your clothes. Nobody's going to... But he's a genius. He's thinking 10 steps ahead of you. He's like, yeah, um, nobody's messing with him now, but uh, guess what? Yeah, sneaker game on lock. <laughs> like, you can't... 
they dropping Yeezys every three days now, just about different colorways. People reselling them for thousands of dollars. Come on now. They own they a recent brand, but he really giving Jordan a run for his money. Like he's the only one. There's other basketball players out there that got shoes. They're not selling as much as Yay. And so, of course, he did the partnership with Adidas, which I got to say, Nike, somebody should have got fired for letting Kanye walk out of Nike. Like, that's the dumbest, dumbest move they could have ever done. And they should have known. They should be like, oh, give him some equity in the company. <laughs> give him whatever he wants. Because this dude's about to be a billionaire. And he was dead set on it. Now, I don't know if Kanye ever had the dis- he had to have had the idea of being a billionaire as a goal because like he got there in such a roundabout way. Like just a couple of years ago, you remember he was talking about, he was almost bankrupt and I don't think he had quite started easy, but he was asking the founder of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, he was asking Elon Musk. He was like, yo, please just give me a, $12 million or something. It was like a regular amount. I say regular, but it wasn't even a whole bunch of money he was asking for just to help him get started on his, 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 his clothing journey. You know what I mean? Like, and people were clowning him. That's another recurring theme in, in this genius is that when people are clowning you, you got to persevere. You got to be able to have enough courage and strength to go through that. Because all throughout Kanye's career, people have, they talking shit about him now. He's talking about he corny, he's a simp, he wants his wife back and Kim Kardashian and dissed him and she's messing with Pete Davidson and he shouldn't be acting so emotional and people are talking about him right now. I don't know what voice that was. But yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Kanye had had vision. You have to have vision. What, what does uh, Jay-Z say? He knew he needed bread to really get in the game, creating the product from beginning to end. Exactly, because he was on The Breakfast Club, or he was on Sway in the morning on Sirius, and Sway was like, why don't you just start your own brand? You know, you don't you don't need to be with these people, or whatever. He's like, you ain't got the answer, Sway. And he didn't. Because Sway, that's funny. They left Sway out of the story, too, which is kind of interesting. Because Sway was definitely around in them Jersey days. I remember that story because uh, Kanye brought Sway a TV or something back then. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But he was like, you ain't got the answer, Sway. Because Sway was telling him to go independent and do whatever. Kanye had to go through his emotions before he could get to the fact that Sway was actually 70% right. I say Sway didn't see the potential that Kanye was talking about, about partnering with a bigger company like an Adidas or a Nike. Um uh, Sway didn't get that part, but Sway was like, why don't you go off and make your own money? You know, make your own shoes, make your own clothes. I did it. I did my own line. And people was like, Kanye was like, you made your own line, but it ain't Ralph, though. It ain't Ralph. (laughs) It ain't Ralph, though. You remember that? (laughs) Talking about Ralph Lauren. He was talking about his his inspirations of what to wear, polo, because Kanye was the polo. He was all about the polo at one point in them early days. But yeah, he was telling Sway, he was like, yo. And like, you could tell Kanye was still doubting himself, but at the same time, he pushed forward. And that's something that not everybody has in them. I you know how many people I've seen start off in my industry, have a big push, and then leave. They go off and get a job. They get comfortable. You know what I mean? It's a lot of that going on. And there's a lot of people who 
aren't honest with the fact that they just didn't have what Kanye has naturally, which is, I don't take no for an answer. Shout out to not taking no for an answer. Because how many people can look in the face of the coolest people in the world that just want you for your beats and tell them, why don't you listen to my raps? I got these raps. I'm like, you're going to Jay-Z, arguably one of the greatest rappers alive, and tell him you want to rap for him. And he like, mm, I kind of want to hear them beats you got for me. You know what I mean? You know, I, I want to hear them beats. So you got this incentive over here. And that's important, too, I would say. Always have something that is an incentive. For me, I think it's my writing. You know, I've ghostwritten for people. You know, because writing is not easy for everybody. But for somebody like me, in the right mindset, it comes easier for me than most. And so me having these scripts, you know, a lot of times opens up conversations within the industry that allow me an opportunity to be like, hey, I'm also the best actor in my age category. <laughs> in, my, in my type, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the dude. I'm the commandant. You know what I'm saying? You might not know that right now. You might not know that about me. Uh, what this turn into Goodfellas? <laughs> uh, but having something of value to offer people will always be attractive. And how many people just go out there with their hand out? They're like, hey, Jay-Z, I would like to be uh, signed to Rockefeller. <laughs> or Right now it's Rock Nation. They, they meet Jay-Z and they, that, that's the extent of their conversation. Kanye came and was like, I'd like to be signed to Rockefeller. I got these beats. Though it ain't 100% my passion, my passion is rapping. But I got these beats. And I'm going to put together something so hot. You know, like he was rapping that, that Miracle Whips. Damn, nigga, wow. The song never came out, but I've heard, I think I've heard a, a leak of that song. They pushing miracle whips, mayonnaise colored, mayonnaise colored bins. I push miracle whips. That that verse. Yeah. Um, he rapped that for Jay-Z. And Jay-Z was like, oh, I like that mayonnaise colored <laughs> bins. I push miracle whips line. It's like this guy's not bad. I'm going to mess with him. I'm going to see what he's talking about. Keep rapping. Keep rapping. Because here's the thing. You're talking to one of the best ghostwriters, too, which makes this strategically like one of the best places he could have been in that era. Because if Puff, if he goes to Capitol, he doesn't have a mentor like Jay-Z. He doesn't have Dame Dash in his corner. If he goes to uh, Bad Boy, you know, You've seen the history of Bad Boy and like how artists are treated. You know what I mean? Sometimes they don't get all their money. I think uh, I think I might cover that story about making the band. Um, Freddie P. I think his name is Freddie P. It's been so long since that show was on. But he's talking about now how depressed he is because uh, of what happened in that time period of making the band and their run at, you know, trying to be artists. But hey, you know what I'm saying? Like it's interesting because right after the ban, you see Diddy's involvement with with uh what's the group? Uh, with Jeezy and Jody Breeze. Uh let me know in the comments if you know the name of the group. I forgot that damn quick. Uh, uh, mm, franchise, the franchise boys or something. Just kind of made up group that Diddy had involvement with. And like literally, yeah, Dylan, top five, top five. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. It's funny that Dave Chappelle is that funny. And that scene is so iconic. That's what people think Dylan is probably. They haven't even seen the real Dylan. <laughs> it's like, who are the best rappers? Who are the top five rappers? It's Dylan, 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 Dylan. Because I spit hot fire. 
people have associated that those lines with the real guideline. But top five, top five. Anyway, but so yeah, um, so Kanye goes into the studio rapping for Jay-Z, a dude who could wrap circles around him. Like, I don't think people understand how good Jay-Z is. I think I've always had this theory about Jay-Z that Jay-Z is so good that people have to make him less good. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they talk down on Jay-Z's skill set because he's been so consistent for so long. Or, like, people have figured out, like, oh, I don't like Jay-Z because of X or because of Y, you know what I mean? Or because... Oh, he he's he's all about money. He all he talks about money. Jay Z is lyrically one of the best people uh, that's ever touched the mic. Um, I would I would say there's some more lyrical rappers out there, obviously, but you know, he, he, the the thirty year career, 20, 25 year career speaks for itself. Uh, the success that he's had commercially, you know what I mean. So Kanye signing to a label where he gets one-on-one time and he gets more one-on-one time with Jay than State Property does. Who, like I said, Petey Craig is hotter than Kanye at the time. Uh, Freeway is hotter than Kanye at the time. Kanye's in the studio because he got these beats. So now he gets, everybody's paying attention to him. So having something of value is so important. Always be able to, don't come empty-handed. If somebody asks me for something, if we do like, like I said, sign up for my Patreon because we're going to start doing the Patreon stuff and I'm going to start giving y'all keys and tools or whatever y'all want in your career. I'm still evolving, but my office is open. Um, but yeah, like having something in your hand. If you want, If you want to collaborate with me, and I get an email because I get emails now and people are like, yeah, I'm an actor. I want I want to know if you can help me get on or I'm an actor. I, I could do a role for you. I could. I hear you do movies. You, you want to cast me in something? Have something of value for me. You know what I'm saying? Have some offer me something that will make that an easy decision. Because if I'm not specifically looking for actors at that moment doesn't mean I can't be in the next two weeks, which I think is probably going to happen here because uh, I made some talk, some calls and um, looks like your boy got to get busy, get some production happening, man. Start uh, making 2022 into what I want it to be. You dig? But yeah, man, long story short, I've been going for about an hour and uh, this gave me some new energy. This, this documentary, this Genius documentary. Say what you want about Kanye West, about his character, about how he's acted in public, his mental state, because they go into the accident. I always say this, too, and I I wrote a tweet about this the other day. I was like, nobody ever talks about the fact that Kanye had a traumatic head injury. His face banged into a steering wheel in a car accident. So much so he broke his jaw. He's got a metal plate in his jaw currently. That despite all the pressure he's had as a musician, it might snap you off in a way. Well, damn, you're going to act erratic. You really need to think about that. When people criticize Kanye West, you got to put it in context. That coupled with the loss of his mother, as I meant to talk about that. Donda West is like the breakout star of this film. Rest in peace. She shines in these first two pieces. Uh, did she was she in the third one? She was briefly in the third one, too. Because you realize. That was the completion of Kanye. And it's almost a flaw because you have so much, so much pressure on that relationship with your mother and then you lose her. 
and you lose her in a way. She died in a, in a after complications of having plastic surgery, maybe a, a body situation. She went to another country and did it and came back to LA. And I'm sure Kanye paid for it. You got to think about the toll that that puts on somebody. You know what I'm saying? And like she's literally, she was literally a poet, a PhD in English, the head of the faculty at the school in Chicago that she was working at. Like this is who Kanye is brought up under. So you could see, I think he said uh, at age, at the tender age of six, she was arrested for the sit-ins. With that in her history, she was born to be different. You know what I mean? Like in Oklahoma, where she's from, she was arrested in the civil rights movement with her father at the like a Woolworth counter or something. Like it's so revolutionary on top of that. You see how Kanye has evolved when you see all of that. When you can tell that full story. And I'm tired of people saying that Kanye's crazy or he's this or he's that. Think about those two things right there. The loss of a serious relationship with your mother who has crafted your identity. Like not just a hands-off mother like we have now or these, these mothers who really don't care about their kids. Like a mother who really got along with her son to the point you could see it in how they interacted. And then a traumatic face and head injury in the beginning of his career. You might have some, some complications too if that happened to you. So I say all that to say, that's why I still defend Kanye because, you know, like there's always some type of... Um, there's always something more to the story. And there's always, and I feel like there's always negative stuff about black men, especially. And so I will support Kanye through everything. His Trump supporting, through his, you know, everything he went through. Because <laughs> he's running for president. They touch on that too. He ran for president. But he was actually having an episode at that moment. So, you know what I mean? Like, Whatever he can do to put it together, because he's proven to us that despite that, there's still success on the other side. Despite that adversity, he's still worth $6 billion. What? That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous number if you really think about it. And it's still going this way. It's going up. It ain't going back. It ain't going down. So, I mean, I would just say, like, all this has to be put into account when you tell the full story of Kanye West. And so that doesn't mean he can't get criticism, obviously. It just means you have to put it in perspective. You have to get the full story in perspective before you judge. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's him and Donda, his his mom, right there. Let me see what do I do with that image. Yeah, she was a beautiful, beautiful spirit. From what I can feel from her through this, like there's moments of him and his mom in in their apartment in Chicago, you know, before the fame. And she's just building him up, man. And just words. She said, a giant looks into the mirror and sees nothing. Which means, you know, because a giant's head is in the clouds. His feet are firmly planted on the ground. But you don't see anything because you can't see. They don't make a mirror that big. So that's something you have to know about Kanye and how he's built. You have to take a note from that because that is kind of what what is pushing that type of what, what people would call an ego, but I would call it a drive. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, 
I don't care how people misinterpret me. At this point, I've gotten to a point in my career where, I, you know, there was times where I was really concerned with what people thought about me. But at the end of the day, if they're going to talk shit about you, they're going to talk shit about you, win or lose. So you might as well win. You going to offend somebody, whether you broke or rich or wealthy. So you might as well be wealthy. You going to get on somebody's nerves, whether you're the best or the worst. You know where I'm going with this. So you might as well be the best. In everything. You know, and so I think a lot of people... They have this false sense of humility. And they think, oh, no, I don't want your praise. I don't want your praise. And they do that for what? For appearance? Sure, it can be a manipulation tactic. But really, your success is going to speak for you volumes above anything you could do in, in just being just being humble you know, it was funny. I, I, it dawned on me one day. I was like, I was like, who are my favorite actors? Shout out to Will Smith at the time. He was one of my favorite actors. I was like, wow, Will Smith is really, he's really confident. I was like, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington's really, really fucking confident. <laughs> you can't tell Denzel shit on, on set. He's like, I know everything about this camera and this work. And 37 movies, 50 movies. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep does play the comp, the the oh oh you guys are so great gracious I thank you I'm just regular I'm normal when she gets on that camera she's a killer she don't she'll tell you what the fuck is going on Robert De Niro Robert De Niro in the seventies and eighties man and you know he's still kicking he's still going hard but just think about what it took to do like taxi driver and shit that drive that like confidence you know what I'm saying so if that's anything I can pass on to you and put into myself as well is that confidence that that giant looking into the mirror Donda West gave us that. And another, another one I'm going to leave you with is Pharrell. Pharrell. I've never sat down and talked to Pharrell, but man, I'm really interested in having that conversation now. Because the stuff that he was giving Kanye in the first interaction with him, maybe the second time, second time he met him, he said, you cannot disconnect from the conduit that makes the art i'm paraphrasing now but pharrell basically said he heard two songs he's like you my favorite artist right now you my favorite artist he's like really kanye was like really? you know kanye's still trying to figure himself out at that point this is first first pieces but he played pharrell uh through the wire and pharrell was listening but he wasn't paying attention to the fact that he was talking about my jaw's been wired shut. I'm rapping through a wire. And so when Pharrell gets it, you can see it. He's like, he said, make music. That's fire. Spit my soul through the wire. Pharrell's like, and runs out of the room. <laughs> it's like one of the best moments in the movie. Like that whole interaction with him and Pharrell. For Pharrell to be like at the top of his game at that point. Like, had having the, the 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 reason to look back. And like I said, he comes with beats. He comes with music already. He's already doing what he needs to do. So when he's in the situation with Pharrell, it's not like asking for a handout. He's in there as a peer almost from day one. And that's a key to what we need to do to be successful and what we're trying to do as media professionals in entertainment shit in business anything so yeah i'm gonna leave you with that
What does uh, Rebuilding JT say? Empty refrigerators is a sign of drive. It was a subtle view shown in the documentary. They showed uh, his and then his mom's. They were so involved, they would forget to eat. That's right. That's real. That's real, man. Empty refrigerators, man. And she was sending probably all her money to Kanye in New Jersey to get things popping because she drove him to New Jersey so that he could start a new life for himself and be close to where he needed to be to get his career going. That's that's what I'm saying. When we get in these relationships, when we have our family members that are supportive in that type of way, you have to applaud that. And you have to you have to excise I'm going to use a SAT word. You have to excise any any people who don't believe. You got to cut them off. Any What Kanye say? Any pessimists, I ain't talk to them. Plus, I ain't had no phone in my apartment. Mm. He ain't have a phone to even talk to him because he couldn't afford a phone. Go back to that first line. You can't match my hustle. You can't catch my hustle. You can't fathom my love, dude. Lock yourself in the basement doing five beats a day for three summers. That's a different world like three summers. I deserve to do these numbers. The kid that made that deserves that made back. So many records in my basement. I'm just waiting on my spaceship. I mean... I ain't got nothing else to say. <laughs> Y'all, thank you for joining me. This- hey, Ignite Your Acting Career listeners. Do you want to ignite your acting career and take it to the next level and also support this podcast at the same time? Well, become a patron on Patreon. You can either become a supporter of the show or you can join our monthly discussions about acting. Get your acting questions answered all the way up to one-on-one individualized information from me, Frank Fawcett, host of the Ignite Your Acting Career podcast. Get your questions answered on Patreon. So join now. It's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career.